0: Hope well finds message, you finds message. This message I well you finds you. I hope well hope message. This I you this this well finds you finds you hope you this I.
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of I Hope This Message Finds You Well. I am Eloise Sweetman, and with me is my friend and colleague, Chris Dittle. Today we share an interview we did with cultural worker Lara Caldi in April 2021.
2: Besides being a member of the curatorial team of Documenta 15, Lara has curated numerous projects and symposia in Palestine and abroad, including the School of Intrusions Educational Platform with Noor Abed and Overtone on the Politics of Listening Exhibition and Symposium at Goethe Institute, both in Ramallah. Until recently, she was head of the Media Studies Program at Bardal-Kutz College in Jerusalem.
1: I hope this message finds you well.
2: I thought I would just introduce you as someone who is a dear friend of mine, uh, whom I met seven, eight years ago when we were both participants of the Apple curatorial program, which at the time I can't, I don't know how it is now, but at the time it was very intense, kind of physically, mentally, really, really intense. So when you go through this program with a small group of people, you really, really get to know them really well. I've, I can say we were really lucky enough because I got lots of friends out of this group yeah actually all of the participants and Lara is one of the people who I would think about when I'm thinking about having some kind of you know issue with how to respond as a curator to something or even when I don't really have an answer to a question I would think what would Lara do what would Lara say so (laughs) you're within this group of my you know mental imaginary support of people and Lara is a curator and culture worker from Ramallah in Palestine. Welcome, yeah. Lara.
1: Hey, good to see you. Yeah,
2: welcome. So,
1: I don't know, where should we begin? Should we begin with the first very basic question, which is what led you to become a curator actually?
0: So, I studied uh, archaeology and art study for my undergrad. And Soon after, or while studying, I really liked archaeology. So uh, working with objects, uh, looking at them, uh, cleaning them in the archaeology lab, hours and hours of cleaning. But I would never liked the digs, which, looking back now, I think if I were at this age and going on digs, it would be much more fun. But at the time, I was too impatient because I wanted to get uh, to the interpretation part. So mm-hmm. I really liked art history, uh, I did a minor of literature, I loved literature, and uh, so I think I was kind of into abstract knowledge more, uh, but related to, to objects. I don't know if this makes sense somehow, but yeah, this, is, this is, I guess, the, the very beginning. But I knew nothing about curating then, of course. This is the beginning of the 2000s. My God, we've become so old. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so this, I guess the Apple was actually at a program where I later went with Chris, was just starting them. So actually, no one was even talking about curatorial studies. I mean, of course, there were curators, but um, I wasn't familiar with any of them. Anyway, after I graduated, I went back home and everyone into Palestine, and everyone was pressuring me, of course, parents and family to get a job and so I was walking one day in the old city of Jerusalem with my sister, and I saw this sign uh, that said "Al-Mamal Art, Contemporary Art Foundation." And I thought, "Contemporary art, this sounds like something that you know, I'm kind of interested in, I'm going to go into, actually, my sister encouraged me to just go in and introduce myself and ask if they were looking for, you know, an intern or something. And then I did that. And that was really the beginning of it, mm. where I got to understand what a curator is. What's, what's actually amazing is that... None of the people that were working there were professional, well, like in, w- in the terms that we think of now as kind of professional curators, right? They were, um, uh, one of them was an artist, uh, Jumana emil aboud whom I later on collaborated a lot with. And uh, the other was this kind of self-made curator, self-taught curator, Jack Persekian. Uh, but then I learned a lot from them and from working uh, in Palestine for a few years, a couple of years uh, before I went to uh, Sharjah Art Foundation. And I worked on several biennials and I worked really from production, like from the uh, perspective of production. I was an artist, like my actual real job, you know, paid salary, right, like, was a, an artist coordinator. I, I loved that job. So it was to 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 work with uh, artists during the biennial and I stayed on for two biennials afterwards so I did three Sharjah biennials and uh, i did i worked on in in public on publications I worked with artists I worked on programs uh, and I was always working from this kind of production perspective, and the curators always seemed to be to be too snobbish and, you know, too kind of abstract. And it was, you know, them who spoke about things and, uh, you know, we did all the work. So it was a very, <laughs> was a very kind of tense relationship with the curator. You know, I always think that it was also a kind of, you know, this how in the early years, also the moderns, there was this one model of the curator that at least I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about you, but it was this kind of model of the curator who's highly intellectual, does the art theory jargon talk, and uh, decides on things, but doesn't get their hands dirty. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, somewhat, of course, in, in, you know, during your twenties, you you kind of you look up to that, but at the same time, you you have uh, you resent it, right? At the same time. But then, you know, eventually you become that <laughs> at some point. But then you again, you resent it. I think, but, you know, you, you realize and it's late. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm also sl- a, a person who slowly realizes things mm. or I'm a slow learner, I think. But mm. it took some time to kind of understand what, a cura- what kind of a curator that I want to be or I am or I can be, you know, mm-hmm. So yeah, a, a long answer to your.
1: No, I think it's the exactly the answer that we wanted, and I I think I relate to that uh, to the feeling of being a slow learner. I feel like in my own practice, I only in the last kind of two years have really come to terms with what I want curating to be for me yeah Yeah,
2: i also feel like maybe during the apple or you know it feels like curating as an image what we see is already outdated Mm. so then you have to figure out where you are and where you want to go because i even feel like during the apple what we learned was this kind of neoliberal jet set curatorial model or that was the kind of position we were kind of shown Mm. and traveling from one big art event to another constantly busy, constantly on the run. And then I feel like, you know, then also like you position yourself towards that image and where do I want to go? And in some ways, it's this kind of model is also changing Mm. and seeing how that image of the curator is being outdated continuously. Mm. Or I like to think. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. The apple was a kind of a big part of also thinking about curating. But that it was also kind of perpetuating a model of the curator, of, of the Jet set curator. Because after Sharjah, I went back home to Ramallah and I um, became the artistic director of Sakakini Cultural Center. But it's a Cultural Center. And about a year and a half after, it was very challenging as a position, very, extremely challenging. And I thought, this is where I'm going to become a curator, yeah. and it kind of didn't work because the reality was so, so difficult and challenging. And so I thought that the solution for it would be to go to the Apple and find out what curating is. But And again, it, of course, it, it was about a particular model of what a curator is. But the experience was extremely rich because Mm -hmm. it was peer learning, basically. Mm -hmm. Learning from Chris and Kate and Renata and Aneta and Emma what actually curating is for them also, Mm -hmm. what it means... in different ways, and, and going through the experience together. Mm. Um, also being able to kind of reflect and think, and this is, I think, where also you start to doubt as well, the, yes. the very model that the Apple uh, perpetuates. <laughs> so it's kind of a um, double-edged Program.
1: But I think it makes sense that in your in one's development you start to question the institution that you're learning from. Like I think it shows that you that one has kind of progressed, you know. I, I think if you know, don't you agree? Like if you kind yeah. of just say, Okay, this is it and move on, then perhaps you've not learnt as much as you could have. So I think it's important to push against and question these institutions. But you're looking uh, at a question, perhaps.
2: Yeah, I'm looking, we have a little like list of questions we want to ask most of our guests. And uh, we were just wondering, what's your favorite part in your curating? Because when you spoke, it sounds like you really come from this relationship with artists and also overseeing the whole production process and being there throughout this thinking process also of the artists, then, but then also to the outside world as meaning audience and others. So I was wondering what is your favorite part in curating or how you position yourself? Because during our discussions with Eloise, we also realized we have a different approach actually, and how, what is our most cherished part mm. when we engage with art or artists? What's
0: your most cherished part?
2: Oh, I'm, I'm curious to hear. Oh my God. I'm very artist-focused curator. I just realized. I also like. I love objects, but for me, this kind of context and having a kind of really good relationship with artists is really important. I'm more of the
1: being left alone with the object, so I really love making shows with existing works and not so much working. I mean, I am I, I'm, I'm learning more on on the producing new work and that that relationship so I can see where Chris is coming from. But I really love the time of being with an artwork, particularly after the show is installed. And I think it's quite a, uh, you know, we don't, as curators, often have the chance to have extended time. So I try to hold on to that as much as possible. But yeah, so I would say uh, we, we had a term for it. O- um, Object focused curating. <laughs> Object oriented curating. Yes, yes. Object orientated <laughs> curating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see. Yeah, you yeah. Just yeah. Coined it now. Yes, this is exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And what about you?
0: I think I'm an artist oriented curator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if we're kind of using yeah, the <laughs> terminology. <laughs> I love working with artists um, closely. So I think for me the the fun part is to, well, yeah, I have to say, of course, you, you, you find out every exhibition, what is the, because in different projects, you have also a favorite kind of parts. Mm-hmm. But I think that I really like hmm, working closely with artists and working and again and again with the same artists to get to know them better. And then, it becomes more of a collaboration than it is uh, an artist-curator relationship because this is, you know, th- this is for me uh, also an an issue. This curator-artist relationship, right? This uh, there's, it's always looked upon and seen as a power relationship, mm. right? Uh, there's a particular dynamic where the curator is the one uh, or the authority on uh, decisions. Right, I mean, they're given the upper hand usually, or they're sort of as you know, to have the upper hand. But I've worked with artists that are much older and much more experienced than I am, mm-hmm. you know. And in a sense, they're the one I, I you know, I, I learned from them how to build an exhibition yeah. rather than the other way around. Um, so it's it's also these different um, uh, relationships that you develop with artists, and also learning that as a curator to also that it's important as well to you know sometimes it's even more challenging not to be the curator in a working relationship on an exhibition than to be the curator Mm -hmm. right Uh, because it's also this pressure from the art world and pressure Mm -hmm. from the institution for you to be authoritative in terms of how to build the exhibition or what to do and actually i have to say most of the time, the artist is more creative Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You kind of, you know, it's it, so it's taken me, uh, it's also, it, it takes you a long time to realize this as well, that, that it's a collaborative relationship mm-hmm. and that it's about making the project rather than definition of roles and, yeah. and that it's really a, a collaborative process. I have to say that maybe, yeah, maybe like thinking about the, you know, favorite parts and not so favorite parts. It's the the working with the institution, the negotiation with the institution. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> then quite difficult for me. Mm. But uh, yeah, working with artists is the most fascinating and and favorite part for me. Also, building the exhibition, I love production production time when it's not a complicated it's no it's not complicated by the institution so in Palestine you, you build an you know there isn't this kind of sacredness around the the artwork so you bring the artworks you you kind of improvise the, during building right you don't have to have a pre-plan you come there with the artists and you you kind of work together in the space and you turn the exhibition around it's not you know that you have to kind of have a Plan, a floor plan before time, m- making complicated and complex uh, theoretical, intellectual relationships between the objects in the space and, you know, building the whole thing. and then it's built immaculately, and I, I, I love, yeah, the part where you're working in the space with the artists, or of course, uh, maybe not, it's, it's probably, it's a, a lot of the work I do is also not, not exhibitions, but um, yeah, other... Things like books and uh, going to the printers, and this this is exciting for yeah. me. Also, the the
1: production. I feel like that's part. where the curating is often, like in uh, like in the space with the artist and their object, and like you know where the real decisions and the feeling and the atmosphere is being built. It does, you know, it's not beforehand. No, that is my favorite part of mm-hmm. curating too, is being in the room.
0: What yeah. What's your least favourite part?
1: There are many. <laughs> Funding <laughs> applications. Oh, yeah, mine's transport.
2: Oh, oh transport. transport. I hate transport, transport. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think I think for, for, for me I'm very lucky because I don't have to worry so much about other institutions, like, because I run a small exhibition space here in Rotterdam, so, like, I am... I, like, I am sometimes, well, yeah, I don't have to fight against anything, but this is also something that we really talk about a lot is about the issue of the institution and for both of us, like, we really see ourselves as freelancers. Mm -hmm. We're wondering, like, like, how do you see yourself, like, now, like, because in your bio you call yourself a cultural worker, and I know that's a question yeah. you wanted to ask.
0: Yeah,
2: we w- were wondering about that, if there was a hesitance to call yourself a curator, or you see cultural worker as something that's embody more of these roles you have as an educator, also as an editor, as a writer, and so on.
0: Yes, I mean, this is the whole, this whole also debate around the freelance curator, no? Is this... Uh... I mean yeah I mean it's c- cultural worker is yes more open mm-hmm. right in terms of not defining what you what you do but it's also about uh, a particular position or p- positionality to position ourselves kind of within a workforce as well in a sense mm-hmm. and that is it's it's extreme it's it's not that it's not Something that is elevated as well, no? Like, um, I guess, in a, se- I don't know, in a sense, I, I find it, yeah, more, in- just simply more encompassing than, like, uh, the-, the term curator. Mm. It, it could be more open, right? For sure. We-, we, because we are a kind of also flexible. We, we do different things. You, you saw this meme. That's going around. I thought you would like it because (laughs) the curator, editor, uh, teacher, uh, podcast
1: host. I've never been so seen before in my life. Like that is—it's like they knew me.
0: (laughs) It's how we, how we um, adapt quickly to different roles. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's kind of catching up with. The changing, our oh, changing the roles, <laughs> yeah, changing roles
2: and circumstances. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't be talking so much about pandemic because I think everybody is so tired of that. But how how are you coping? How how the pandemic has influenced like your working methods or, you know, like how was your experience of the past year? Especially also that you are a young mother. So, yes. how would that so called work life balance played out for you in this yeah. time?
0: I'm a mother, but I'm not young. I'm a new mother. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a young mother. I consider you, you know, young. After having uh, a baby in your mid 30s, you're like, why didn't I have a baby in my mid 20s? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't like it's, uh, The sleep deprivation is, you know, it has mu- much more impact, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, when you're older. I, it, ha- it has been challenging definitely challenging with COVID, more challenging and with documenta 15 another layer of challenging Uh, so we have been on zoom since about a year and a half since the since or a year yeah a year exactly since the pandemic has started so that's been really exhausting because i mean it's a it's a very collective process with uh, ruwan Groupa and other art, uh, artistic team members and lumbung members and artists it's a process which requires many conversations and uh, assemblies uh, which we call majlises and so I've been on Zoom for a whole year, from morning till evening. And it's been, you know, extremely challenging and exhausting. But the process has been extremely, extremely enriching. And that's why I, I just, I can't complain. <laughs> but in terms of being a parent in, in these times, it's it's extremely difficult. Because the nurseries were uh, closed for a long time. I mean, thankfully, my partner was more available to, to yeah to take uh, to to spend more time uh, caring for uh, for neil but but it's yeah in in many ways it's much more challenging than before than not being a parent i i really n- i now uh, realize so many <laughs> so many things you know you don 't have the same time you're caring for someone else 's life it's it's uh, you can 't put it aside. Uh, you also realize how the, the art world is completely, yeah, is, is the infrastructure of the, of the art scene is absolutely not adaptable even for um, you know, artists and curators with families. Uh, the the assumption is that you 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 know you don't have a family <laughs> that yeah. you don't have a child yeah. to care for mm-hmm. and it's it's really um surprising, right because yeah. we think of ourselves as very progressive very radical, yeah. blah 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 mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so then when it comes to to that unfortunately um yeah so so it's it's really been eye opening, and I think I would definitely like to do more towards that, to, to, to also work uh, more uh, with that, because I think it's not, I mean, of course, it's not only with parents, it's with anyone who's taking care of another person, yeah. right? We talk about care, yeah. we read a lot of theory about care, but then um, yeah, we all know it, so it's, it's important to also be able to find ways to, to to practice this, to find ways to yeah help each other. I, yeah, I don't know how, but but yeah, that, I mean, institutions, again, are not, they are built for, you know, singular uh, artists and curators and uh, cultural uh, workers as if they come completely alone. It's a kind of uh, yeah. package. Yeah. How how do we change that? I don't know if we should even expect that to change. I think a lot of people have been trying for a long time uh, and it's, you know, you're treated always as, a, as an exception and as, as a favor to yeah. you and it's. I think that uh, something else needs to happen outside of the institution, maybe a kind of network of support. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, it's definitely been challenging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Impossible <laughs> in, in some moments, even. Mm-hmm. But again, so, but actually, uh, to, uh, speaking about working with Documenta and Druan Grupa, it's actually been, maybe, I think, maybe in another situation it would have been even more difficult because what's amazing about it is that when you are working collectively because you're not the only one working on certain aspects right we have working groups we divide ourselves and always uh, even when dividing ourselves we divide ourselves into groups Mm -hmm. so there's always someone who covers for you Mm -hmm. right when you have to a way uh, to take care of the child so it's kind of built in a way right, like being part of a collective you're also working in a way where some members when some members are absent others continue and cover for you and are able to and the work is, is divided in certain ways that it's it's it holds uh, itself like uh, other members hold you know, the, the, the project, the work also on, on your behalf which is which is great. I think I've learned a lot from that.
2: But I've been thinking also about how this idea of the curator as this persona, who is like a single or individual, always ready, always flexible, always powerful, is kind of, it seems to me, as if disintegrating. or, you know, there are more collectives being formed mm-hmm. or at least I like to think that there is more and more acknowledgement of also... Other people who make that kind of labor or representation possible, you know, who are the producers, the artists, who are the team around you or even teaming up then as a collective. And I don't know if it's just my perception, but it seems to me that, of course, there are more and more larger projects that are being uh, curated by collectives. But also I feel like there are different kind of working groups and collectives being formed that I think is it speaks to uh, some kind of urgency, also, in that regard, that you know, mm-hmm. we are not an island.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very much expanding, also, you not know, the, the field of curating and what curating is and who the curator is. So the, the, the yeah, the singular curator is expanding into uh, <laughs> multiples, and also this that uh, the, the persona. So how to also kind of de um, mystify because we all know that an exhibition Uh, but not only these different projects and artist projects are all built and made not only by the curator but by a community of of people absolutely working in different ways and every way is as valuable as i think the the input of the curator right Uh, so so it's it becomes extremely problematic if it 's not acknowledged, yeah <laughs> you know, a, then this means there's a, there's a hierarchy there's a cultural capital, and yeah, I mean mostly it's cultural capital because yeah. there is... You know, the capital <laughs> <laughs> the money is <laughs> yeah. cultural capital goes to a curator usually, but it's, it's many more people that are co- contributing uh, in, in uh, yeah, equally valuable ways so I think I think it's extremely important that other well it's not other I mean I don't see I also don't see much difference between an artist and a curator Mm. I think maybe the the difference is that yeah I mean or maybe freelance curators and artists because Mm. institutional curators are maybe different maybe maybe we shouldn't call them or yeah maybe I mean it's I don't know if it's a question of terminology but yeah curators who work in in large public uh, institutions that have issues with racism and hierarchy and 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 and, uh, and inequalities are also different than independent freelance curators who are struggling who make uh, exhibitions for free or work with uh, communities and and grassroots and on grassroots projects, right? I mean, just like uh, artists are different, right? There are market yeah. artists and uh, yeah. art, you know, um, and artists collectives, and I think it's the same with curators, and you don't realize until that until late, right? And yeah. So there's also a kind of always an attack on the on the curator, but I think it's a certain persona of the curator. Mm. This one, you know, that Chris kind of mentioned, but. Mm. Maybe artists. It's important that artists curate because then they kind of bring out these right, to the to the uh, these issues, maybe to the to the surface. This important discussion about what curating is as well.
1: Definitely, I I think that. Maybe I've said this to, to Chris many times, but I, the, uh, the curators that I most admire are usually first of all artists. And in fact, the person that we will interview after you is both an artist and a curator called Joey Tang. And if there's a certain engagement with material that I feel that I lack as a curator and that I, or there's an access to material that I, I feel like I don't have because I do not work. You know, with you know, concrete or yeah. glass every day, and so there is that tactility, but also certain that yeah, it's a it's a it's a touch, and and, and I, I love I love witnessing that, and like kind of like how can I access that as well? Like, but you know, my curating will always be limited, but that's okay. I think you know, I I don't mind. There's other ways of making a good exhibition. But, but I also want to just quickly say I remember once when I organized a really big event in Den Haag a few years ago, like it was massive, like it was a huge symposium over a number of days and there was an exhibition, la, la, la. And I, um, just before it began, I was sweeping sawdust it was in a church, out of uh, away from the altar, like you know, because everybody as was gonna. <laughs> and somebody came up to me at the end of the symposium and not, didn't say, "Oh, you know, like good work." They said, "Don't ever clean like before in front of the audience." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "I like I find it as an audience offensive to see the curator cleaning," and I was like, well, uh, I like, I've never been so shocked in my life because like, you know, I'm not going to like, that's completely ridiculous. And he like, you know, you, you're ruining the mystique. You'd be like seeing the, the artists cleaning up. I'm like, this is, uh, you know, apologies. <laughs> you do it
0: all the time. I yeah, do
1: but it. but yeah, but it's also so interesting because this guy was like, I don't know, sixty five. He goes to lots of shows, so he obviously had had really this idea of, uh, you know, that the polished veneer of the of the exhibition is like, I, I'm not going to work like that. That's, you know, I'm not going to. It, it also, I, I physically cannot do that. You know, like. Yeah, I just felt like that was a anecdote. I feel like I needed to share, <laughs> um, but it's weird. Like, who says that? At least I feel like people don't wouldn't say that now. Like, or maybe they do.
2: Maybe they would. <laughs> maybe they
1: would. Maybe I just don't. Maybe they need a the mystery. But then, yeah, it's also... weird. I hope this message finds you well.
2: Are you very very busy these days, Lara? Is it like super busy with or what? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm on Zoom from morning till, yeah. till I really have to leave my computer, you know, to, to be with me. It's very busy uh, because it's uh, approaching. Yeah. And I have a few small things that I have to kind of finish. And uh, But, yeah, I have such it's like time is completely different. I have I have limited time now, mm-hmm. and it's 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 so di- difficult to understand that still, even <laughs> after two years and a half of having it, that I'm lim- limited in time. Mm. So it's I'm exhausted all the time. Yeah, that's right. Nice. <laughs> like yeah. Sleep deprived. So I'm actually also like slower. I haven't been able to kind of just get a grip on things, you know. Yeah. Like I'm I'm slower because I don't sleep so much, right? So it takes me double the amount of time to to also do things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. And I yeah, it's like I'm I'm always catching up. So I I and I can't. Uh, it's challenging. I can't. I I can't. I don't know how how else. And it's much more difficult also without family here no, yeah. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. and this is something we didn't think through very well. I think.
1: Right,
0: I mean, we had
1: the grandparents, the artists, yeah. the artists. Right, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, um, when at the, the beginning of the pandemic, like how my partner and I really needed to invest more time in our friendships here because we don't have family. This is something to take into account in how could the art world change to better support, you know, carers and parents and this sort of thing is, like... I don't know. Investing more time in in the family that in the family that is the friend or the chosen family, or yeah. because like just the pandemic itself. Like if you can't leave the house, who do you call? You know, like uh, for us, well, we didn't have to worry about it so much, but we really were like, who do we call if we can't leave? And you know, like and we're like, shit. Maybe we really need to. uh <laughs> be better friends and that's a problem with working too much I think no
2: but it's true definitely true to also make these support structures and yeah yeah. like the world Mm -hmm. became so big with this Total connectedness, everyone all the time, but at the same time also became extremely small. Well, I think that also in the art world it's hard. Like
1: I don't know if you, well, you're both you're very lucky, I think, to have this friendship from the Apple and having that specific group of Mm -hmm. people. But I do feel it might for myself that it's sometimes hard to know where does the work relationship end and the friendship begin. Like, and I find sometimes Mm -hmm. that I assume that once we're working together, therefore we're friends, which Often is not the case, and so then I'm left going, Oh, I told them so many things, uh, you know. And it's like, you know, but like, that's okay, work relations of work, work relationship, like, you know, it, it you know, yeah. knowing knowing when a friendship should or well, can begin is so difficult for me.
0: I think uh, this is a really, really yeah important question in the art world, but and I think that uh, also to this is why it's. It's important for me, for example, to work with the same people mm. a lot because they're my friends. They become my f- I mean, through the work, they become your friends, and through being friends, they become part of your work. And so life and work become the same, yes. right? I mean, uh, you're developing relationships. It's not, I mean, uh, this critique that comes also to the curator, like, ah, you're always working with the same people, mm-hmm. with your fans, yeah. yeah. Because we depend on each other, yeah. like it, it, it's a, you 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 depend on each other. You you build a friendship. You it's uh, it's a long project that you work together on. It's, you know, in different iterations. The problem is the uh, that the art world is not so friendly. Like, <laughs> not friendly, but doesn't also build on yeah, the totally. relationship. right. It's event to event, something to yeah. something, always requiring the new, right? Like totally. It, it it's so fragmented that that our relationships get also fragmented. I think it's always it's important. Yeah, but that said, you know, you you then you have cliques and you have groups, and it's it's about also how you.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, broadly. yeah. It's it's
0: in the specifics, I think
1: as mm-hmm. well, right? Yeah, I think that when you're able to find that relation, like the. I feel like right now I'm in a really good place in my work because I'm working with, uh, in in my outside of shimmer, like on several exhibitions with artists that I've worked with, like solo exhibitions with artists that I had like done group shows in the past. I'm really like feeling like I'm finally understanding what their work like is about. And like, and like, I mean, and you know, it's really like we're, growing together and I think this is maybe what you were talking about before and and I like I really love you know seeing like okay we've done actually five exhibitions over the course of however many years and like what a funny like set of mistakes we made or like questions that we are keep on adding to or it, it's really fun I really and I don't care if anybody says that I uh, choose the same people like because sometimes the artwork it, it's not necessarily about a personality it could be also the practice and the art what the art what the artwork is doing you know it's not just the artist it's the artwork which is sometimes forgotten that it's yeah I don't know if any of that made sense but it felt very passionate <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I I remember somebody. Uh, I know I've said this to you before, Chris. Like I remember hearing somebody say, like she had uh, this woman had become a institutional director and. She was saying that one thing that she really misses from her work as a as a commercial curator or commercial gallerist is that she just doesn't have the long-term relationships with artists that she had in the gallery because, they, they, you know, and that's accepted to have a stable of artists and you really that's also your job is to sell their work but also if it's a good gallery to really like support their career. Like it is a long, it's supposed to be a long-term relationship and that was the first time that I was like, oh, Galleries are cool, you know. Like, well, it could be like if you want to see it in, like, if you are approaching it in that way, like, mm-hmm. it's actually very, I don't know, exciting, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But it depends. And then I think it's also, it depends on the economic relationship.
1: Yeah, of course. exactly. Yeah, she like didn't a, talk
0: about that. A cooperative. Like artists that are linked with a cooperative is different than you know like a gallery relationship. It's yeah. also the, the the issue that is it also becomes a transactional relationship you know or a yeah. relationship that's ruled by uh, well it's affected by this transaction of, yeah so it's it. it it also, I think, has a lot to do because I think that the critique comes, for example, from working with the same people, is that you're benefiting them economically, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Never said, but I think it's yeah. also that you're benefiting them economically, I mean, with economic and cultural capital, and and then how to this this would be the question of how to navigate this, and then this. I think it it makes a difference, right? What mm. what kind of also yeah. kind of economic uh, totally relationship or.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this message finds you well. But we do have a Mm. good question to end. Uh, If you weren't a curator, what would you do? Mm. It doesn't have to be a serious answer either. Ah,
0: then a dancer. Ah, (laughs) beautiful. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Not that dancers are not serious. Dancing is extremely serious. Either a dancer... Or an artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice,
1: <laughs> nice. I
0: like that. Yeah. A banker? A banker? <laughs> Maybe a banker.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a kind of like a pill thing, no? Uh, because, you know, if, if you become a banker, you're just completely outside of this world. No, you don't know of this other. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yeah, like the blue or the red pill in the matrix. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: The blue or the red. Because I'm still, you know, on the red if I'm a dancer or a, an artist.
2: Thank you so much, Flara. Yeah, thank you. It <laughs> was very nice. Yeah. Such a good conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Oh, good. That's good to know. I hope this message finds you well.
2: If you would like to know more about Lara's curatorial work and her writing, we recommend reading her piece titled We Are Still Alive, So Remove Us From Memory, Asynchronicity and the Museum in Resistance, published in Errant Journal. We have linked it in the show notes, along with the book Why Call It Labor, Motherhood and Artwork, in which Lara wrote an intimate diary entry following the first months of the birth of her child.
1: In the next episode, we interview curator and artist Joey Tang on his practice, where we discuss his definition of slow programming. Also, if you have feedback, we'd love to receive your email at I hope this message finds you well at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at IHopeThisMessage and find us on SoundCloud under the same handle. Our jingle was done by the band Difficult and sound engineering was done by Nick Thomas.